What time is it? It's 11.06. Okay. We've been sitting on these balls for an hour and a half. She doesn't get to treat us like this. We're fucking Walgreens, and we're walking! Whoa, hold on. G give, him, give him a chance. I've given them a chance, Jay. Too many chances. Enough's enough. She can't treat us like this. We're the fucking after the nap, and we're walking! Hold on, give her a chance! There's been too many chances, the chances are up, we're done! The Dropout, coming up next. Freddy, I had no idea what was going on before the show came out. I really wasn't tapped into the Theranos situation and all. I know yeah, you, you you were telling me, you were like, am I even going to care about this? I was like, yeah, I it's didn't Theranos. even realize that they actually harmed people until I watched the show. Oh, yeah. So I saw the documentary, uh, The Inventor, Out for Blood. Yeah. So it's really interesting. So there was uh, many different versions of the show. So I don't know if you know this. Adam McKay is supposed to direct a movie about Elizabeth Holmes starring none other than uh, Jennifer Lawrence. No way, are you serious? Oh yeah, this is uh, this has been in the works, so I don't know, due to the dropout, if that's still going to happen. It's called Bad Blood. Uh, Obviously that's not happened. Does drop out a lot of success? Mm, they're still talking about doing it. It's supposed to be like a really good script. Alright, fine. Um, also, uh, you know, Adam McKay's take on this could be great. Like the Adam McKay... I feel like we already got um, his movie on Netflix, Don't Look Up. I don't think we need any more of this type of uh, yes, this was social commentary. So bad, um, bad Blood was supposed to be... Uh, the movie that was supposed to come out instead of, but instead we got uh, Don't Look Up. Yeah. So easy. I saw the doc. I didn't remember that much going into it, but I was like, I remembered, you know, Elizabeth Holmes just being a just a total liar. Um, and just interestingly enough, uh, the show kind of I feel like tones her down because in the doc, from what I saw, she's constantly using the voice bought into her into herself so much more well the show is like looking at like kind of an introspective version of her so i guess when she's when she's with other people she uses the voice but when she's with herself and sunny or like very close people she's not using the voice no much. but i've heard like in research they said that uh she like like that became her voice yeah she was using it like 24 7 wild stuff yeah no that alex like actually amanda safery made a really smart decision because when you see her in real life you're like this just sounds stupid. Oh, she's creepy. She's like an alien. Yeah, yeah, it's creepy and stupid. And you're just like, Amanda Seyfried made the really smart choice of being like, I'm going to alter my voice, but I'm not going to let it hindrance the performance. 100%. Right. So this is created by Elizabeth Merriweather. She was the showrunner, executive producer, New Girl. We're, we're big New Girl fans, right? I think a lot of people love New Girl. I'm a, I, I'm not a big friends person, but New I considered like New Girl and How I Met Your Mother to be my friends and... I was always, I always thought like New Girl, especially the early seasons. So there's some f absolute fire episodes in awesome that. Awesome show. It's hilarious. Great laughs. I think this is her, the best kind of uh, portal she could take to drama. There's still a ton of comedy here. She could like kind of, you could see the com comedic chops, especially in our favorite episode, uh, Old White Man, yeah. episode four. While still kind of, you know, hearkening on like the symbolism you could show in like a drama show and stuff like that. So originally it was supposed to be a comedy. Kate McKinnon was originally going to Yeah, Kate McKinnon was originally going to be the lead. And then apparently there was a, like, you know, when they, they sometimes they say there was like. It's too creative, early. No, sometimes they say there's creative differences. No, I think she took uh, Carol Baskin instead for Tiger King show. That was the rumor reason. He, no, no, from what I've heard. Uh, the creators of the show had creative differences with her. Like, they decided to go in the more dramatic direction. 
And Kate McKinnon was like that. And it just it just wasn't the melding of minds. Don't think it would have worked with I mean, what's McKinnon's version of this? I mean, it's a lot more slapstick. Yeah, well, I, I feel like it's I don't I feel like even old white men is not as funny as she would have taken it. She would have taken it even to I feel like more of that extreme than it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, because you need that era, like the enigma of Elizabeth Holmes, right? She, Amanda Seyfried does a good job of, of saying very few words and having very few facial expressions throughout, especially the second half of the show. That really gives and then leads us the character that like, we don't know who Elizabeth Holmes is as a person. Even through watching eight hours of TV, I have no idea who she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do a really good job. I'm like, who the hell is this woman? If, at the end, when she's talking to her lawyer, and she, Lily, who are you? I'm like, yeah, I have no idea. Well, I, I feel like the show is really saying, and the reason you feel that way is that Elizabeth Holmes doesn't know who Elizabeth Holmes is. Yeah. At least in, in the context of the show. Right. And, and this really goes into Amanda Seyfried, who is now on a two-movie, a two a movie and a show run right now. Yeah, she was our favorite part of Mink. She was on nominee for an Oscar. She was... People say she should have won for me. I think I, I think she sh- we think she should have won for Mank. Pretty much, this is like in the I've seen people talk how like in our modern landscape of entertainment, you have a movie that hits, you have a show that hits, you're the lead one. She she'll probably end up with an Emmy. Not I I, I think she gets the win for this. I think show. she probably gets the win for this. I don't. I can't think of anybody so far. Like. Well, I've heard that Anne Hathaway is uh, screw, but like, screw, oh, we crashed. Or but whatever. no, but also I would just put we her, worked. put her in supporting because it's just like get her a win that 100%. way. Hundred percent. Amanda Seyfried. This is like her first real lead. She started off, you know, Karen, Mean Girls. She did a bunch of TV. Well, she did a bunch of um, rom com movies. She, she did a bunch led. of TV and rom coms, but like supporting work mostly. No, I'm talking in the, in the rom com she led. She yeah, some of like the smaller budget rom com she yeah, led, yeah, right? Yeah, but yeah. this is like her first huge lead role. I never, I you you told me three years ago or even two years ago we were gonna get an Amanda Seyfried like led mini like, series. I was like that the the actress who had who like loved Julianne Moore in that one movie. I'm like I have no idea. Like you know she had this level of talent that she had in like Mink and The Dropout. I've always thought she was uh like I always thought she was better than even the rom com she was in like. Whenever you saw her even in, like, in a Mamma Mia, you're like, oh, she's really good. She's doing a great job. She's holding her own with Streep. Like, when you look back and you can see she's actually doing a lot of work here. Oh, yeah. She has, like, she feels like a 20s actress. I mean, after seeing Mank a lot more, right? But she, you know, she has the comedic chops and she also has the dramatic chops. Yeah. And, I mean, what do you think her next role is? I hope she does. I don't think she gets sucked into the blockbuster landscape. Um, The way I've heard described, people think she might go into the miniseries route. What this show does, I think, better, better than all of these other true crime, true entrepreneurial things. Well, we got these shows out right now. We got super pumped. Yeah, I think they've all finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super yeah, yeah. pumped. We worked. We crashed. I don't know the name. Yeah, and, and then I like how you included these two shows that I would also put in the same camp. Not as super pumped we worked, but uh, The Girl from Plainview and Think About Pam. Because they have about, big podcasts or documentaries but, about But them. they're also, they're stories about these, like, these, these supposedly great women that are actually like terrible people right but what i think this show does better is that the story of theranos is itself a movie and is very unbelievable that's why i didn't believe any of it actually the, the happened. whole time you're watching this you're like wait no like, one sh- like, like, no like, one's checking the labs like, 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 <laughs> like if i was a screenwriter i'd be like all right well we got a lot of issues here, and they're like, yeah, son, but this is what happened, and you're just Get like, my guy, Harry Crane, down in the labs already. Harry Crane is just like my guy. Like, it's my job. Just, just let me see the goddamn lab. Just let me see him. 
How I don't, I don't understand how they got so much money, so much funding, so much praise. I really I really don't get. It, right? And if you look at even Elizabeth Holmes like in her interviews, she looks batshit crazy. Yeah. She looks like a vampire. I don't know where the support's coming from. I mean, I get it, right? You see an important figure, looks like a tech CEO, right? You want to believe in it because it's a really nice thing. Well, no, also, so the, what the show does, which is great, is they understand that she's playing on this idea that she can be this, like, this woman that these men get to propagate up. She makes, um the way she talks does not, like, make the these tech CEOs feel bad. It actually makes them feel great. Right, but she's also not selling an iPhone. She's selling, uh, you know, better lives medically for everybody in the and world. That's, and and she, do, she does a great job of selling that. She does a really good job of selling it. I mean, other than that, we have um, – this show doesn't really rely, I think, on huge castings or cinematics that, like, we have, like, Girl from Plainville or Super Pumped. Like, it really relied on Joseph Gordon-Levitt Super Pumped, I think. Ah, uh, well, well, this relies on Amanda Seyfried. Right, but Amanda Seyfried's not Joseph Gordon-Levitt. She's no, not. No, she's no. not supporting huge Nolan films. I'm saying. Ah, okay, you're right. You're right? right, or it's not relying on like cool, you know, cinematography. Well, also, also the guy they got playing Sonny Balwani is just like we haven't really seen him since Lost. Yeah, I have no idea what he did since Lost. Exactly, but we're not relying on this stuff. I mean, the real the real reason why this is better is is Safri and how well, deep she went into well, her no, role. Also, I think though the entire surrounding cast is nothing but that guys. Yeah, it's, it's all that guys. It's. it's like people, I don't know their name, but I've seen them. We we kept talking about the red form in the no, but like even in like uh, the last few episodes, the lawyer. We kept being like, "Who is this girl? We know her, but I don't know who she is." Yeah, yeah, the 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 legal counsel for uh, for Theranos. But, yeah, but but then I was also like uh, Harry Crane. Uh, what's it called? Red Foreman as David Boyce. We got, uh, what's his name from, uh... Alan Ruck. Yeah, Alan Ruck. We actually know Alan Ruck's name because of Succession, but, I mean, he is a that guy. Although he's playing Dr. J, I'm like, that's great stuff. Dr. J is given, like, four minutes, but we know his whole character just because of that. Yeah, it's just, um, it's a who's who of just... Even the guy who uh, does commit suicide, he's a guy who pops up and stuff. I don't know who plays... I don't know the Ian Gibbons guy at all. I don't know what I've seen him in. The guy who plays Ian Giggins. He's he's a uh, he's a big guy in uh, England. Oh, he's an English actor, BBC guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a big BBC guy. He does a lot of other narrations, also. Yeah, if you see. Oh, uh, but also like, uh, what's the name who plays uh, the grandson? Yeah, Dylan Minnette yeah. from Stranger Things. No, 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 not Stranger Things. He plays the great. You know, no, my thirteen bad. reasons. Thirteen reasons why. You have Sam Watterson playing George Schultz. Yeah, it's just like a who's who. I really thought that that was George Schultz. They did a really good job. I mean. What is also cool is that this show's not going to get the claim and the appraise it will for like um for for dress up and for costume design. Right, I think their costume designs are amazing. It's perfect costume design. It's what people were wearing. It looks like exactly what she was wearing in the show. The the people for the costumes would make her stuff look out worn already. They used to get like Salvation Army stuff from J Crew to make her wear it. I mean, it, it, you know, the, the work they put in to make his man of safety look like Elizabeth Holmes is, is yeah. incredible. Well, also, I think uh, I'm specifically going to focus more on the uh, the first four episodes because we'll talk about why I think the second half doesn't work as well. Let's talk about it right now. Uh, well, they, they lose their director. They got this this guy who did uh, um, The Big Sick. He's, uh, he's done a bunch of other stuff. And he's you can tell he has a directorial vision. Um, I really love the space they built when they're like uh, when they're like the, the original startup, and I I it feels 
so real, so lived in. And I'm like, this is 100% office. Is she sleeping in her office? Tomorrow. You know, everybody's dirty. Everybody's crazed work. What what the reason why the first half is better, along with most of these right, shows, it's, the rise. it's real life, right? You know, we know stuff's gonna fall, and we're just waiting for it, and well, it, also, it gets boring. In the first three episodes, we're it's we're allowed into Elizabeth's POV. We're allowed in there, yeah. And we're, she no, isn't, yeah. and, and truly not till the end of the third app, which is uh, I think the second half of the third episode is like my favorite in the entire show, other than like other white than men. old white men, yeah. other than old white men. Uh, how she, you you see her? She's like, do I give up right now, or do I buy into my own lie? Do I do I drink the juice? The metaphor of the of the green juice in the show to me is great because uh, like by episode six or seven, she's chugging the stuff. She loves it. She hates it though, but she she's lying to herself. That's well, a cool and making thing. Her believe. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these CEOs do that. I mean, because if you eat the same thing every day. It just it takes away that kind of brain thing. You're thinking about what you're gonna eat too. Yeah. Right. So if she just drinks the green juice every day, she can. First of all, it's very healthy for you. She can work on on less hours of sleep, and she doesn't think about it all day. It's a cool concept. Well, yeah, but you understand that how it's like. But the she fact that she didn't but, make that choice either. Well, and also it's Sunny specifically making this choice for her. Yeah, and, when, she, and whenever Sunny's upset with her, you know what he tells her? I have some more of your juice. Yeah. He he he's or she's uh, I love that scene where she's looking in her wardrobe and she just sees all the same stuff like she's, yeah. like and it's she's like Stan from American Dad opening up his, his and wardrobe she's drinking the juice. She's all and in. And she's just like, "Oh yeah, I didn't make any of these choices, but it's also my fault that this company is the way she's it like, is." She's like, "She's like, I didn't make any of these choices, but I also made all these choices." Yeah, I mean, she she told the boy that Sonny was in before he even said anything. Like, which this was, was her. Which was great. Yeah, that's like right out of Mad Men, you know, fire us. I mean, that's what it felt like to me. Yeah. Yeah. Walking into Liam you know, Price's I, office. No, I love it. She's like she's like and we have a 20 million dollar cash injection. I lo- I love how like Sonny's like 12 and she's like it's going to be 20. And 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 I love how she throws it in at the end there and you get to be COO. And she and she already has the C, the COO. That's how she sold it. Well, it's cool to think about. It. I mean, the show wants you to think certain things about Sunny and um, Elizabeth Holmes, but Sunny at the end credits, you see Sunny. They have a little thing that says Sunny made no money from this from this from this organization. She yeah. made no money from Theranos, which is a weird thing to think about considering how controlling and how manipulative he was. He got nothing out of this. So I was telling you this: how before the show, when the show was being made. It was unclear exactly how much was Elizabeth Holmes and how much was Sonny Balwani because the Elizabeth Holmes camp decided to bl- – we're trying to blame everything on Sonny Balwani. Interestingly enough, right now, Sonny Balwani's trial is taking place and there's rumors she's, she's going to speak out against him. She's going to take a plea deal, yeah. Yeah, so she can get a reduced sentence. Basically, they made a decision in the show before knowing – uh, whether or not how much ink she had, basically by saying that this was actually all her idea, and she and Sunny got along on the ride, and then texts came out to basically prove that this was all true—that she a hundred percent like had her own angst in this thing, and like this was a co-conspirator. Right. Another thing is like you know I talked about this on the TikTok page a little bit about mostly to do with winning time, but how are we going to think about? Elizabeth Holmes from like five years from now. Am I going to think of her as Amanda Seyfried? Yeah, I think you're going to think of her I as think I am going to think of her yeah. as Amanda Seyfried, right? And I think that's going to harm the harm her in the trial maybe a little bit. Uh, this show 100% can harm her in the trial. That's what I'm saying. Like, 
it's wild to think about with all these shows coming out. I never knew who the guy who who ran Uber like really was. Well, I'm gonna say now this. I think of him as Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Despite like I think this is the most watched out of any of them. But yeah. like despite any of them, like you know who I hear pe- people saying online, they're like, oh, yo, Elizabeth Holmes was a terrible person. I don't hear people talking about uh, Sunny about no. I'm talking about talking about uh, what's the name who founded a Travis Travis whatever his name is yeah. who founded uh, Uber. Yeah, no one's even talking about it. now. Partly because the show the show's not as good. I mean, this show is just clearly much better. This so show you, is you can have more conversation now, about like, it. Also, like, the the way they integrate music with this. This is telling a legacy story they're like we're gonna take you through like 12 13 years of theranos and we're gonna and like the only way you're really gonna be able to know what time it is is by our music and we're gonna let you know take you through this journey of the early 2010s yeah they do that really good job of like showing the millennial life you showing... love uh, the apple moment right? yeah i love the moment where she's like waiting in line for the iphone and she's like this is it right like like, there's no more left to discover on the earth, but we have all these new inventions and creations we're making day in, day out, mm-hmm. right? And, like, there's so much left to do, and I want to be part of it. And that's kind of, like, I guess the millennial mindset, and even, like, the mindset of us, like, Gen Zers. Like, yeah. it's, it's very similar, and, like, I felt it, right? But let's get into our favorite ep- Old White Men Episode 4. This is coming off. They weren't able to get the contract from the pharmaceutical companies. So they're going to brick and mortar stuff to go for. They weren't able to get um, FDA approval. FDA approval or pharmaceutical contracts. Oh no, no, they can't. You can't get pharmaceutical contract without an FDA approval. Oh, well, that, 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 that's the whole point. Yeah, Alex. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fine. So they they want to do like these wellness centers, which are in store shops to test your your blood. But we should just talk about the opening of Alan Ruck and how it just tells you everything you need to know. Well, yeah, I mean, the episodes POV are from the boys at Walgreens. You have Alan Ruck, who's playing Dr. J. You have Harry Crane from Mad Men, who's playing the guy who needs to check the labs. Yeah. That's whatever. That's yep. literally all he, all he says. I need to see the labs. I need to see the labs. You have Josh Pace. He's the Walgreens. He's one of the Walgreens. Josh sweet. Pace is so good in this episode. Right. We're Walgreens, and we're fucking walking. Right, exactly. And they have a fourth guy in there who's driving the car. Like, whatever. Honestly, that's 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 what should open up the pod is we're Walgreens and we're fucking walking. Yeah, I mean, so the the, the show this episode is shown from the POV like eighty percent of the episode of the Walgreens guys doing the deal. Well, with, I think uh, actually a hundred percent because the no, sh- but you have some stuff with oh. Carrie Who. You have some stuff with yeah, Carrie Who. But they make the clear decision because the first three episodes are all pretty much from Elizabeth Holmes POV, and then you know the end of the third episode. She makes the transformation. She's wearing she's all the CEO turtleneck. Now. She is now the true, but she's also the CEO of like a billion dollar company. Yeah, and then from that, we're no longer in her POV, which is so cool for this episode. They're like, how do people see her? Right, but we also get, which is the best part, I think, is Mary Weather's like real comedic charm in this episode more than any other ones because a lot of oh, these yeah. guys are comedic actors you watch harry create on mad men he's hilarious like, alan ruck and succession we were saying best guy like coming out of mad men like other than uh what's her face i think she uh, yeah i mean as a supporting actor um the guy who plays harry crane we're just gonna call him harry crane yeah right has done a ton of supporting work he's actually led a he's kind of led a few movies he was in uh uh 80 um Whatever, this horror film uh, in the suburbs that he was really good in. But this episode, we loved it because of the POV. And we're kind of seeing their real management chops as uh, Sonny and Elizabeth. And they're really just fooling these seasoned businessmen. Well, no, but they're not fooling them that. Like, Alan Ruck, fool. 
only guy who's fooled is, is Alan Ruck. And like, and then the head of uh, the head of Walgreens is like, I'm I'm in a pretty bad state right now. Yeah, well, we, I just throughout the episode, deal. we unfold that he has a DUI. They're losing a ton of money. It's, just, it's great writing. Yeah, it's it's honestly, I think if I had to like put up an episode, it would be this because the way they slowly devolve this info about this guy who's like the head of Walgreens, and you're like, oh wait, this wait, guy, this guy needs a win. Yeah, he needs a win. DUI. They're losing a ton of revenue to CVS. Which I just love, like, the... CVS you know, guys. I just love, like, the shitting on CVS and ShopRite. I'm Fair, like... Oh, is it Safeway? Safeway. Safeway. I love it. I'm yeah. like, that's great. I love to think, like, real Walgreens guys. Like, we're Walgreens. Fuck the competition. No, no, but, like, you think to yourself, these are real businessmen. They're not going to be fooled. Yeah. And they're so easily fooled. So easily fooled. I mean, Crane is not being fooled for a sec. That last that last scene where he's looking through the device. Great. It's a real thing that happened. He was um, trying to sneak into the labs to get, you know, like to see what's going on. And they actually caught him. But uh, Oh. Right. You see, I'm saying like, you know, I could write something in a screenplay, but the... The shit that happens sometimes in real life, there's just this is, no This comparison. is movie-esque. This is this real is, movie-esque. Well, I'm telling you, I, this is why, even though I've seen the the show now, I'm like, hey, give me the the movie. I'm totally, I'm totally. The thing is, like, you look at Don't Look Up, and this is just so much more realistic. Well, I, 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 I'm hoping he would take a more realistic take, but I got to see, I would see, because he would turn into such a farce. I don't know, if I'm, if I'm Adam McKay, I'm kind of straying away from the political and social commentary a little bit. I'm going to something a little more fictional. Well, I think, though, that this could be... I'm going I, a little more fictional with my stories. I don't think he is. I, don't I, I know he is. he's not, but if I'm oh, him... Oh, if you're Adam... If you're right, the Adam I'm like, okay... People know what I do. You know what? Let's show them that I'm more than just From this. From everything I've heard about him, like, I don't really think he cares about what like people say about Don't Look Up. You no, know no. It's not just about Don't Look Up, but all his stuff is very similar. That's what I'm saying. I want to I want to turn the tables a little bit. Honestly, I wanted to just do another. I just wanted to make friends with uh, Will Ferrell again and do another comedy. I don't think they're gonna ever going to be friends again. I don't think they're ever going to be friends again. I think Will Ferrell's probably in the right, to be honest. The way that Adam McKay handled it, at least the way we're well, shown in the press, Adam is Adam McKay's is, in the words of Adam McKay, I did not handle it right. I been friends for like thirty years too. No, he no no no. Adam McKay didn't even do him the fucking honor of like giving him a phone call. Like, he didn't even tell him like I can't pick you for this role. You know, I just can't. Like do no, it. it's like it's like be him. It's like be a guy and just call him up. Like what? What are we talking about here? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, terrible friendship ruined. I mean, that's, yeah. not, that's not happening with Seth Rogen and his boy Evan Goldberg. You know? Yeah, no, but also like Alex, like you know, if I wasn't like the right fit for something, you would tell me. Yeah, I'm saying you Seth wouldn't and, like and same, and that it looks like they had a great thing going, and then all of a sudden, you know, it just it collapses yeah. on itself. And I'm just like, that's the movie. No, right but I'm there. saying this like Alex, like you know, you, you write something. I want to do it. You're like, it's not right. And then, but then you go around my back and you tell my best friend. And it's like, it's just like, it. you're screwing him over. It's just. John it, C. Riley. And what yeah. is, I'm wondering. Should, should we explain? I'm hoping, I'm hoping people It understand. was for winning time. Yeah. Adam McKay's making winning time and Will Ferrell wants the lead role of Jerry Buss. And what Adam McKay does is he just, he doesn't tell Will Ferrell he's not getting the role. He just goes to John C. Riley and gives him the role. And John and then, C. Riley and Will Ferrell are boys. You know, and then John C. Riley calls up Will Ferrell. It's like, oh, I got the role. And he's like, oh. Nobody told me. Yeah, I'm wondering what between John C. Riley and Will Ferrell, what's going on there? I, it's it's I, I'm Will Ferrell. I can't blame John. C. Yeah, it's a it's, this is the business. I didn't know he was. No, 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 no. It's a, oh no. Also, if I watched the show, I'd be like, ah, John C. You were you were a good pick for the for the role. 
Honestly, I think John C. Riley might be a better pick than Will Ferrell for this role. Adam McKay is not directing it with Will Ferrell, though. I don't know what's going on. I, I think the show made the mistake of just saying Adam McKay is making the first episode and producing, so let's make every episode Adam McKay. That's the mistake of the show. Yeah. We're, we'll, we'll do, well, I think we'll do a winning time episode. Oh, uh, we definitely do. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm loving winning time right now. Yeah, I know you went now, from I'm actually, it to loving it. I'm actually really enjoying every episode now. You went from Brody. Hate, you it's went Brody from... and Jason Siegel. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. They, they have an all-star. I mean, the guy who plays Jack McKinney is incredible as well. But those three guys the, on the coaching also, staff. Also, I do like the guy who plays our uh, Magic. I like him. Yeah, as, yeah, no, I think yeah. he's really good. But I just, I really, I, I know all of the stuff that happened in the basketball court because I saw, I read the docs. Oh, so you're I, more interested in the behind the scenes. I, I just love the way they're portraying all these characters that I like, I don't really know so much about. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is the dropout. Yeah. Dropping out, baby. Where's the... <laughs>